Welcome to 1989, Inside the Diary of a Wannabe Radio Announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Welcome indeed. Gosh, I do a good intro, don't I? Uh, thank you to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for uh, creating that theme and editing that intro for me. You are a legend. Uh, of course, as I said, I'm Ben Wosley and I'm finally doing this podcast. I've had this diary for just over 30 years. I haven't done anything with it. Honestly, I reckon maybe 15, 20 years ago, I'd completely forgotten I had the diary. Found it in my cupboard when I was moving and went, <gasps> What? And so much within this diary is a revelation to me. There's so many things that you absolutely forget. And looking back at yourself 30 years later, comparing you yourself from now to what you were when you were 19, oh my God, it's the most horrifying thing ever. Uh, you don't realise how arrogant and smart-ass you really are until you start reading your thoughts on a piece of paper. Um, obviously, uh, different friends will join me. Of course, um, for context, it's 1989, so if you weren't around then, there's no mobile phones, there's no internet. We used to write letters to our friends and family, and if we wanted to make a long-distance phone call, we had to go to the phone box in the corner of the street. And it basically cost a, a fortune in loose coins to make a call, so everything was really slow and uh, uh, disconnected. And I was thousands of miles away from my family. So to begin with, we touched down in Caratha. It'll be my first week of a new job. <clears throat> it's a new life. I'm 19 years old. I'm about to find out my first shift starts on air in just three days. And I've never been on air. Uh, plus, I've got to navigate a share house with all the other announcers. And it's the first time that I've lived away from my parents' home. Uh, will I ship myself before my first shift? Can a mummy's boy make it on his lonesome? Let's find out. The first people to join me to go through the diary are very special to me. Let's do it. Who is that? 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 Who is this? Who is that? Uh, they are my parents, Anne and Graham, a.k.a. Uh, Granny Annie and Popeye, and they're joining me via FaceTime in Adelaide, and this is taking half an hour to sort out, has it? <laughs> no, more like three quarters, I think, but never mind. My dad's very good on phone. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> This was originally planned to be face-to-face, -face, but of course, can't do that in COVID-19, so we're just doing it on the phone. Uh, thank you for giving up a few minutes of your day for me. That's oh, please, you bad. <laughs> All right, so I've, I think what we should do is we've got to start with, I wrote an introduction to the book. Remember that Canon 
typewriter you bought me that had the LED screen and it would print the words on the screen before no. you printed them? No. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> you gave it to me for my birthday at some stage and I typed up an introduction to the diary. I'm showing it to you now. Oh, wow. Um, and pasted it in and it goes like this. Hello, my name is Ben Wosley. What you're about to delve into is my daily account of my life in Karatha as a radio announcer at 6KA. It was written for a number of people, mainly for the person who gave me this diary, Jane Nelson. She has the sole rights to this book and was the first to lay eyes on it other than me. Um, I have checked with her about the sole rights and she said she doesn't want them, so I'm safe in that regard. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to her, I now have record of some of the most exciting and frightening days of my life to date, and I will always cherish that. To her, thank you. I feel if I'm writing a will, I don't know, I wish I'd written that properly, but clearly I didn't spell check on my typewriter when I, I feel if I'm writing a will, I feel as if I'm writing a will, but I feel this explanation is necessary. This is the shittest will ever, if this is it. I'd ask that you read this with an open mind. It is me on paper, and it's rather scary and bizarre. You can relate to that, can't you? Absolutely. Uh, So expect the worst, it says. That over, I'd like to apologise for the spelling mistakes, quality of writing, warped sense of humour, I don't even know if it is actually humour, and all the other things you may find insulting. However, I regret nothing I've said in this diary, as it is my feelings at the time, and your feelings seem somewhat strange when you look back at them. Here's hoping you can... Say again. Especially when you're young. Oh, yeah. yeah. 19-year-old me was such a tool. Uh, he's uh, hoping you can... <laughs> I love that you just went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's hoping you can relate to some of what is to follow, if not too bad. Like I said, in inverted commas, open mind. By open mind, it doesn't mean you must connect your head to an axe or scalpel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those days with the times are the exact moments of writing. Those without times were not written on the day, probably because I couldn't be bothered. Oh, well, I did write at a later date, so all is not lost. Please don't place your cup of coffee on it. Others have to read it, as if, and it has to last as long as possible. It's lasted 31 years. Treat it with the greatest of respect. Do I sound like a stuck-up librarian? Please don't answer that. (laughs) Well, I included, please don't answer that. I'm not interested to know the answer, but yeah, apparently. Well, enough of me spinning out this crap. Oh, I had such a way with words. Absolutely. (laughs) My typing finger is getting sore anyway. Well, enjoy, laugh, cry, spew up if you want. Just have fun. Oh, and don't spew on the book. See ya, Ben Wosley. And I've got my... God, Ben, you weren't up yourself, weren't I you? I know. <laughs> Look at my shitty autograph. It's so bad. Oh, I can't. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, now we get to the diary. Do you guys remember what it was like when I left? I don't have any memory whatsoever of leaving Adelaide and flying to Caratha. Yeah, I do. I was crying a lot. Yeah. Well, I was I'm... left with your father. <laughs> <laughs> and that relationship's gotten better over time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, this is where it all begins. Uh, This is Sunday, January 8, 8 8.22pm. Well, here I am in Karatha. I'm halfway through unpacking all my stuff and making a mess. I'm sweating like a pig, story of my life, and there's this big bug flying into my window. Shit, it's hot. I don't think... I wasn't a fan of hot weather, never have been. I think nearly every day over there is 30 degrees, but God... And I still remember how enormous that bug was. It was like a small mouse on my window screen. <laughs> Got into Wasn't t- it a flying cockroach? 
Maybe. I felt like it was one of those big, hard, like a dung beetle or something like that. It was enormous. Yeah. Uh, got into town about three, give or take a few minutes, started melting, <laughs> and met Richie Orton, our program director. A program director, if you're not sure, if you've never done radio, is the guy that um, looks after the sound of the station, helps decide what music's played, yep. who's on air, how long they're on air, that sort of thing. He was also our breakfast announcer. He was shitty because he had to come and get me, and he was missing his cricket on the TV. Aww. I remember. I remember you ringing and saying that. I thought, "Oh, what a turd!" <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much was a turd to me the whole time. Uh, however, Cindy gave me a good reception, and for the record, uh, Cindy was the girl that I did the same radio course with in Adelaide. Yep, Vaughan yep. Harvey. Yep. She got yep. a job in Caratha from that course that we did, and then a few months later said, "There's another job going. Send a tape," and I got my introduction. So, um, however, Cindy gave me a good reception. She took me to the station around five thirty, just before a six till midnight shift. I'm nervous already. I have to be at work at 8 tomorrow. My first shift is at 6 till midnight on Wednesday. Gulp! In capital letters with two apostrophe marks. There's nothing left to say. And I'm listening to Take 40 on... Well, apparently there is more to say. And I'm listening to Take 40 on 6KA. It's really very weird. I'll say see ya and bye for now. 8.30pm. So that's on the Sunday you wrote that. That is the Sunday. So, Monday, uh, the 9th of January, 12.34am. Okay, dudes. Apparently only men are reading this. Tonight, I panelled at the station, which means I sat at the console and played the songs, the commercials, etc. I then spent the last three quarts of an hour hosting the show, which meant I was talking. Here's my first review. It was pathetic. (laughs) I left lots of spaces, forgot what I intended to do next, and pressed the buttons too late. Also, I distinctly remember because we had records, you had to do like a quarter turn. Oh, you had to do that swivel thing, didn't you? Yeah, you quarter turn the record and start the engine and then you had to hold the record. But I was so nervous, my hand would shake so much that the needle would just jump across the record and I have to keep resetting it, (laughs) resetting it, resetting it. That adds to the pressure. Still, most probably sweating too. Oh, yeah, definitely sweating like a pig. Still, all that can be fixed with practice. I think what I need to do is write down what I intend saying and doing. I was at work today from eight till two, sat in the studio with Richie, who did the breakfast show, and then Cindy. At four, Cindy and I went to the big shopping center. It's incredible, so big, it had a super Kmart. And heaps of specialty stores. It's like Marion Shopping Centre, but no department stores. Uh, if you don't know, in Adelaide, there's a huge shopping centre called Marion Shopping Centre. Um, then I spent six till midnight with Glenn. Uh, that was another announcer that lived in the house that we shared. His friends from Sydney cooked us tea. We had prawn cocktails, uh, steak with potatoes, onion and capsicum. Really nice. Check you later, 12.43am. Oh, <laughs> I love the prawn cocktail still hot in the 80s. Oh, yeah. That was every dinner every dinner party. Really? Oh, shit, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All right. That, what was it? Lettuce and mayonnaise? And, yeah. yeah. And a bit uh, of this different sauces. Like it's tomato sauce and mayonnaise, isn't it? Or something I think so. gross like yeah. that. And then yeah. it was a main course of apricot chicken probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is uh, January 10, Tuesday, 12.44 a.m. So, what happened today? You may well ask. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Mm. Did you really write that, Ben? Yes. I'm such a flog. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that that's your reaction. Yeah, okay, got to work at roughly 8.30. Once again, sat in with Richie till 10. Then I panelled for Jan. Remember beautiful Jan Swan? Yeah. Yep. Um, she does the early woman's program. I did that till 12, had lunch, and then sat in with Cindy as she recorded a commercial. By this stage, the lack of sleep had really killed me. Pfft, lack of sleep. I had a ginormous headache, went home at roughly 2.30, slept until 4.30, and felt much better. Went back to the studio at 8.30 and sat in with Glenn. I helped Neville, our station manager, with filing of records, and then I panelled from 9 to 10 with Glenn, and then I hosted the show from 10 to 12. It was much better. I wrote everything down, and it worked a lot better. I think it sounded good. God, I bet it sounded terrible. <laughs> I don't have to go to work until 2pm tomorrow, which means I can sleep in. Excellent. See you later. 12.53 p.m. Okay. So I've been there for two days and now I'm about to host my own show for six hours. This is insane. Oh, my God. I can't believe that they used to just throw us on air like this, but apparently this is what happened. Uh, this is Wednesday, January 11. No time, so I probably read it the next day. Slept in until 10.30. Too hot to sleep any longer. Had some brunch and watched television until roughly about 1.30 and then headed to the studio. Stayed there, did some production, like commercials for Bets and Bets and some other places. Just straight reads, no sound effects or music underneath. Wow, I'm so savvy. Uh, then, just before six, I ran around like a headless chook, nervous as shit. <laughs> you can imagine. At oh, six, okay. <laughs> at six, they play the last alley news and I have to come out after it, introduce myself and thank Cindy for the last few hours of hosting and then do the weather. Everyone left, so I was on my own. Cindy stayed for roughly half to a full hour and then went home. Okay, so everyone didn't really leave. Uh, the shift went really well. I had four phone calls from people asking for the number to Carathas ABC Radio. <laughs> <laughs> <That was, laughs> How do I get away from this guy? Uh, which was really annoying. And a number of calls for the lotto numbers. The whole thing went really well. And at midnight, when it was all over, it was like an enormous weight off my shoulders. Goodbye. What time did you start? Six. Six. Six, six till ten at night. No, six, six to midnight. Midnight, six hours. A little six-hour shift for a 19-year-old yeah. flog from Adelaide with no idea. <laughs> oh, it would have been terrible. God, I wish I had a copy of that. All right, here's uh, January 12, Thursday, 1989. Once again, slept until roughly 10.30. Went to work about quarter to two. Did, once again, production work. Today for Woolworth specials. That all went very well. Got my first paycheck today. Woohoo! $260. That's after tax and after the $50 for rent. My God. Also got two cards from mum. None from anyone else, though. I think mum's having trouble adapting to me being away. Did <laughs> <laughs> you give her two, two cards? I must have. Yeah. I don't remember. And have they you got, still got them? Well, no. And they got there by <laughs> Thursday, so you must have written them the day Before I left. You yeah. You don't say what was on them? No. Oh. Just that you're having trouble adapting to me being away. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about me, remember. I'm 19. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, mind you. It's nice to hear from somebody. This was my second full shift. It was boring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Two days in and I'm over it. Um, I got a call from Emma just before I went on air, which was really nice. Apparently, Linda had a few words to her about upsetting me the night before the day I left. But it wasn't her that had upset me. It was the realisation that it was close to me going. 
When I got home at 12.30, I sat up with Cindy and Adam. I have no idea who Adam is, but apparently he was there. And we talked until four in the morning. Very damaging. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) My work ethic's still there, though, isn't it? Two days in. I'm over this shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's Friday the 13th. Today was great. I've got no idea as to what time I got into work. We did some great commercials today for Seabird's Boutique. Oh my God, this kills me because there's one thing I hate about advertising is a two-person conversation. Here's what I wrote. They were like conversations between two men and dialogue between husband and wife. They turned out really well. Oh, <laughs> I bet so they you're did. the husband. You're the husband and one of the men. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Would have sounded very camp husband. I didn't have to go on air at all today. So after about six, we went next door to the Caratha Tavern. Oh, my God, I used to love that place. (laughs) They used to do these huge porterhouse steaks, Dad. My dad's a butcher, just in case you don't know. And they'd bring them out on sizzling plates with um, chips. And then if you had like a gravy or a sauce, like if you ordered the garlic sauce, it would have five or six king prawns in a garlic sauce poured all over the top. Oh, what? Oh, it was so good. Um, so we went to, uh, next to the Carotha Tavern. I had to run home. It takes two minutes to get home from the station if you run. Look at me. I used to run when I was 19. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're waiting to interject there. Um, I had to wake up Cindy. She'd gone home at about 3.30 to 4 to sleep before her 6 till midnight shift. Her alarm didn't go off. So when I got home, I banged on her door, and then I've got in brackets, bedroom, and said... Yeah. Cindy, do you know what time it is? And she said, nah. And I said, it's two minutes to six. And I swear, I've never heard anyone get out of bed quicker. At the tavern, we cooked our own meal because we had a media party, in inverted commas. We had steaks. They were enormous. I met Di from GWN TV and a couple of other people. Clearly, those other people weren't important. See ya. (laughs) All right, and our final entry for this week, January the 14th. It's a Saturday, 12.45 a.m. I wrote this. What did we I'm do? I'm worried to- about Cindy. Did she get to work on time? Yes. No, she couldn't. Have- well, she couldn't. No. Oh, well, it's two minutes. I think I just went to the tavern, so I think she yeah. got there. <laughs> okay, so Saturday. What did we do today? Last night, we, in brackets, Cindy and I, sat up until 2.30 waiting for her boyfriend to arrive from Adelaide. He didn't arrive until 7.30, apparently. I went to bed at 2.30, went into the studio about 11.30 to 12, did some commercials for the walk into the theatre, left the station at 3.30 and went home. I had some lunch, first meal for the day. I had rolls, two in brackets, with cheese and Vegemite and lettuce, really nice. I'm losing weight. (laughs) And I, I should notice that I've said I'm losing weight, not losing um, and I love that I think two rolls with cheese, Vegemite and lettuce is a really good diet. I uh, went back to the station at five, bummed around until six when my shift started. Tonight was the Caratha Dive and Sports Request Show. I had to run back from the studio to the record library and try and find records. It was bloody annoying. Mum and Dad rang. They talked for a while. It's nice when they ring up. Anyway, I've got to go to bed. Have to be up for 12 to 6 shift tomorrow. See ya, 12.54 a.m. Oh. That's it. Oh. I love that. Did you ever get homesick? Oh, my God, relentlessly. I think coming up in the diary, there's a section where you ring me when you're drunk with the Nelsons. Oh, Oh, it's in there. 
It's in there. Don't worry. Um, And you asked me, do I ever get homesick? And I was like, uh, duh. But this is the choice I've made and I have to do this, mum. (laughs) So bloody mature. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me. Okay. I get the feeling that you might have to come back for other appearances because there's that period during my birthday in July when you and Tom came up and... So oh, as, yeah, oh, God, yeah. I remember that. As much as yeah. this is punishment for you as a pair of techno-wrongers to FaceTime with me, <laughs> I will have to get you back on, I think. Okay. Okay. Thank you so Keep much. And thank you for Bye. being so encouraging when I was a little kid and believing in my stupid dream to be in Radio. Love you. I Bye. love you. Bye. See you, mate. Okay. We are actually done. In the next episode, will I still be finding so many things to be bloody annoyed about? My hot tip is probably yes. Uh, Can my Vegemite cheese and lettuce roll diet help my delusions of fatness? And what other 80s delicacies will I eat? And is this about being a wannabe radio star or is it somehow the lamest food porn that's ever been documented? Uh, We'll find out in the next episode where I'm going to have a friend instead of a family member. Um, In an effort too to amplify Indigenous voices, each episode I want to spotlight a First Nation artist or business. And the first one of those is Indigenous X. They're one of Australia's most trusted media platforms for Indigenous voices. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And you can, of course, support them uh, through Patreon too. Indigenous X. Get around them. Uh, Thanks to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for the 1989 theme tune, which is pumping as I speak. You can, of course, uh, follow this podcast online at 19in89 on Instagram and Twitter. And please, if you can be bothered... Do the subscribe thing and please review it because that apparently helps. If you can't be bothered, I don't care. Uh, keep it to yourself, but share it with a friend if you want to. And of course, just to wrap things up and relive those bad boy days, if you grew up in Perth, how's about I do it out with a love you from here. Check it out to see your boy. <laughs>